you would uh, bow with me before we start the tonight's lesson. Thank you, God, for this yet another wonderful opportunity that you've allowed us to come together and learn more about your word, Lord, and edify each other with songs and praises to you. Lord, may this service have been so far to your, gotten to your ears, and Lord, may it continue for the rest of this service to go to you and to edify you and to allow us to grow in each other's um, Christian companionship, and Lord, uh, just grow stronger as Christians together. Please be with us throughout the remainder of this service. In Jesus Christ's holy name, amen. amen. Good evening. So as Jameson just read, he read from Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Now those are two verses we are probably all very, very familiar with. We've probably all heard several, several times, especially, you know, those of us who have been around or a little more advanced in years. We... Um, learn about these verses from a very young age on up until the, the older we grow. When you look at them, they seem like such simple verses, but there's really a lot there to them. When Aaron asked me to do a lesson, there were several things I started to consider. But what, one thing that stuck out to me, one thing that I really enjoy doing outside of church, I love to read, whether it's my Bible, you know, a no- novel, or poetry. I really enjoy reading poetry. With poetry, there are a lot of different types of poems, or a lot of different very famous poems. One particular one came to mind as I was thinking of ideas for lessons and ideas to pull to tie to scripture. Uh, One such poem is a very famous poem that I imagine most people have heard here. Um, If you haven't, if you're younger and still in school, you'll get to it, I promise. With, uh, With that being said, That poem is The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. The last stanza of that is something I'd like to share with you because I feel like it ties in fairly well with our lesson tonight. That last stanza says, "I I shall be telling you this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. This last section of this very famous poem is one in which Robert Frost describes a man who's been on a journey. He has gone, he has traveled, he has maybe just taken a stroll in the woods. We don't know exactly how extensive this journey is for him. But he's come to a point at the very beginning of this poem where he sees two separate paths. He sees two branching paths before him. Now, with this intrepid man or person, as we may be on this journey. We don't know what type of life he lives or how exactly he's gotten to this point. But one thing we do know, and one thing we, we learn from the verses we've read, or as Christians, there are two particular paths that we can walk. And there, those are, that is what I would like us to focus on for the majority of tonight's lesson. Those two paths that we can travel as Christians. Or, lack thereof. Um, described in those verses. I'd like to read those verses again if I can. Matthew 13 and 14, we'll read once again. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. With this, I would first like us to focus on that broad way. Now, with that broad way, 
It's described as a path that has many, many people traveling on it. You know, probably something I, when I picture some, a big busy road, I picture, you know, an interstate or something very large. You know, back in biblical times, you had certain roads that were used for trade. They were just hustling and bustling. They were one that, you know, everybody knew. It was very well known. It's not something that was, you know, hidden off to the side. It was, it was very out in the open. It's very easy to find. You don't have to do much to get to it. You know, you basically just go down to the exit and you take a left. That being said, how does this compare to our journey? How does this compare to our journey to eternity? Well, pretty plainly, where that path leads, ultimately, is hell. This path is the worldly path. It is a path, you know, where you just see everyone, you know, out and about doing their everyday things, you know, such as, you know, you may have people not here on Sunday mornings, you may have people just out doing whatever, you know, fishing, kayaking, you know, it's, it's a beautiful day. There's all kinds of things people could be out doing. With that, though, that Broadway is a path that while few who, the few who avoid it take a different path entirely. That's the narrow path, and we'll get to that. But that Broadway that leads to destruction, as we said, is something you know that can happen. It can something you can happen upon in, in various different ways. One being, as pointed out in Hebrews chapter three, verse twelve, says, "Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God." From what we see in this verse here. You know, it's, it's a path where we have a lot of people that don't believe. A lot of people who either may have not been exposed to God, who may not have discovered that straight path yet, who may, not, who may be unwilling to go down that other path. But we know that this path is one that ultimately leads to something a little, a little harsh. And we ultimately... You know, like on most journeys, you either have, you know, nowadays we have wonderful technology such as GPSs, and, you know, before that we had maps. So we have ways to guide ourselves, you know, away from these paths. Or, you know, in some cases, to this path. And in, along these paths, along this path in particular, the guide, well, long and short, is, is the devil. And he is not above, you know, finding those who are walking that narrow path and trying to drag them onto that broad path. As it reads in 1 Peter verse 5 and 8, it says, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a lion, roaring somewhere, search, seeking someone to devour. If we travel the Broadway, simply going with the flow and doing as the world does, well, once we get that, to that gate at the end, like I said, that's, that's going to be hell. That's the ultimate destination on that broad way. Hell is described in Second Thessalonians chapter one and verse nine. It says there, will, there they will suffer in punishment of eternal destruction, away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His might. Now, this in particular verse, you know, it starts off pretty doom and gloom. Looking at this path, you know, you're just thinking, well, you know, there's the broad path, and well, that's the way everyone seems to be going, but. Is there another path? Is there another way? Is there another destination at the end of life? Well, there is, of course. And with that path, with that broad path, you know, there, as I, as I said, you know, there is a way that you can, even if you are 
going that narrow path, you can step off at times, you know. That doesn't mean you can't get back on the path. As it says in Isaiah 53 and 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one of to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, no one's perfect. We all make mistakes, and we all step off the right path sometimes. Now, moving on to our, our second path, we have the straight path. We have the narrow way, as it is also called. Now, this, this path, described in verse 14, it says, it is the way into life. And ultimately, this, this is the path that I know I, for one, definitely want to take. We learn the differences to this require, the differences required in this path it does require a bit more work, though, to get to the end of our destination. For Jesus says in John 14 and verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but to me. Following along with that in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, there is no salvation. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. We learn through this that, yes, there is the one path, the broad way, and then there is another path, and that is the way through Jesus, which leads to heaven ultimately, and that is the only way. As both of those verses that we've just read reflect, there is only one way, and which is through Jesus Christ. We also learn, as I mentioned before, you know, it takes a little bit more work along this path. It's not just one, you know, you can hop in your car and just cruise down on I-40 to where you're going. It's one that you have to work at. For in Matthew 7, chapter 7 and verse 21, it says, Not everyone who saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter unto the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. To travel this path, you have to do some planning. You have to put in some work. You have to be willing to really go that extra mile. Take that extra step. It's something you have to really work for. As it says in Luke chapter 13 and verse 24, Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able to find it. Unlike our Broadway, which is very out in the open and very easy to find, that narrow path is something you have to work for, something you have to strive for in order to find it. You have to be shown the way. You have to use your map. You have to be prepared to get there. Now, along with that, our guide along that path is Jesus, who ultimately can lead us to heaven. With those two examples we have there, well, when you go on a trip, oftentimes before you take the trip, you know, of course you have to choose your destination. You have to choose whether I'm going here or there, A or B. In order to get there, you have to do a bit of planning. You have to do a bit of preparation. Because if you, you know, if you just oftentimes, as fun as it is to just get out and drive, if you get lost, if you just meander around, you're going to get lost along the way. As it says in Timothy, 2 Timothy, verse 2 and 15, Study to show thyself approved under God, a workman, that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. As I've already mentioned, to travel that straight path, you have to prepare. You have to study to show yourself approved, to show that you have put in the work to get there. 
Now, sometimes, but in order to ultimately get there, you know, how do, how do we get there? Well, ultimately, that's a pretty simple question, pretty simple answer to a pretty simple question. And that question is answered in Romans 6 and verse 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even as we also should walk in newness of life. The only way to enter in that gate through Jesus is ultimately by taking that step to be baptized, to become a Christian, which is the greatest thing you can ever do. I think one of the most encouraging things about if you do make that choice to become a Christian, to to strive to take that narrow path, is that you're not alone in that journey. You know, like everyone else in the world, who they're taking their journey alone. You know, it's just them and the broad path. Just meandering along, wondering if we're all going to get to somewhere. However, with the straight path, you have support. You have someone there to help guide you along the way, as long as you're willing to put in that work. In Galatians 3 and 27... Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27, it says, For as many as you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, and also in. That verse, to me, is very comforting in that fact. It says, you know, everyone who has made that decision, everyone that, who has made that decision to be baptized and become a Christian and strives and really works to get there, following what God has taught, well, you have that support along your way. You know, we gather here tonight and we edify each other. We study with each other at classes on Sunday mornings, at youth events, you know, service projects, many things that we do, you know, in this building and outside this building together. You know, we grow and support each other as a church family. You know, wonderfully, wonderfully in this county, we're very blessed to have many, many faithful congregations in the Lord's church. And we have all those support. You know, we're not just one member. We are not alone. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 26 and 27, it says, For if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. While you are one person, as a Christian, you are part of a greater whole. You are part of a greater whole on a journey, all wanting to get to the same place. Now, as we draw tonight's lesson to a close, I just want you to consider, which path are you wanting to take? You only have two options. You have the broad path, which ultimately leads to destruction, as we're told, or you have the narrow path, which ultimately leads to heaven. There's no other option. One of those places we will all go to. Your choices determine that. If you are not baptized tonight, and it's something lingering on your mind, I encourage, I, I implore you to make that decision tonight. It is the greatest and most important decision you can ever make in your life. That being said, if you have also you know, strayed away from God, if you have stepped off that path, if you have turned your back to the straight path, there's an there's a illustration that I often use in my Sunday school class. And they get so tired of me using it because I use it all the time. Uh, I use it to describe uh, repentance. You know, basically you're on a on a road. You know, heaven's on this side, hell's on this side. You may be walking one way to heaven. If you sin, you know, you turn your back. You turn your back to heaven. You're starting on the wrong path. 
if you repent, you know, you do a full 180 degree turn. You turn your back on where you were going before and you get back on the right path. If you are on that wrong path tonight or if you have yet to make that decision to make the steps to go towards the straight path, towards heaven, please do so now as we stand and sing.